Oh yeah! Prince of Darkness. Ozzy Osbourne. Welcome to the other side of everything else. Lots of stuff going on. Starting out with a little Ozzy Osbourne there. He's got a lot of stuff going on himself. Let's get a little more taste. Let's get a taste. Get him, Zach. Anybody that's ever listened to the lyrics of an Ozzy Osbourne song like Crazy Train, they call him a satanic uh, and all this because of Black Sabbath and then the stage show and all that. And But I mean, the very positive lyrics usually. And he's always, uh, you know, saying God bless you all and all that. But, but anyway, that's neither, neither here nor there. That's uh, just starting out with a little Ozzy because he is in the news. He's had uh, some sad news and some good news both. Uh, he won two Grammys. Uh, I'm usually not into the Grammys. Uh, was about like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They just don't get the hard rock side of things. Uh, it's just it's kind of a joke. Of course, Rock Hall of Fame, it's uh, always kind of disappointing, you know, because you start to listen to the bands that's not in there, you know, like Foreigner and, you know, Sticks, Ariel Speedwagon, uh, Triumph, uh, Motley Crue. I mean, so many of those. It's just, it's, it's ran by the guys that, Runs a Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone magazine's not what it used to be, you know. It's it's become a joke too. So that's just my opinion. That's just the opinion of one humble man, and and me, whoever that humble man may be, and me, because it's all about me. <laughs> now anyway, let's get into the Aussie news here. Let's see, in case any of you don't know, this is Ozzy Osbourne winning two awards, and we do have reaction. We've received a statement from one of his representatives with a reaction to this win in which he says, I'm one lucky motherfucker to have won the best rock album Grammy. I was blessed to work with some of the greatest musicians in the world and Andrew Watt as my producer on this album, winning the best metal performance was equally gratifying. And I say I will agree with uh, Grammys on this. It is the best album for last year, in my opinion, hard rock album. This, of course, makes Ozzy Osbourne a five-time Grammy Award winner, and this is his first solo Grammy win in 30 years. So congratulations to Ozzy. Of course, Ozzy recently announced that he would have to cancel his European tour and he will no longer be able to tour retiring from touring unfortunately unable to complete that no more tours too but he did say that his team is currently exploring ways for him to perform in one central location it seems that traveling is the issue for him and, and that's what it does come down to he's got his health issues uh he's had them for years now and it's uh actually it's just amazing that he's even lived this long to be honest for what he's put his body through you know with drugs and alcohol and uh and it's just the rigors of the road, you know, being on the road all the time. And, uh, well, I mean, the body tells you, and the body told him, you know, time to 
I'm to slow down. You got to stop. You know, how many years you got left, you know. And that's what anybody really wants is they, they want him to be comfortable. He's gave so much to us. Uh, and uh, and he's, travel does seem to be the issue. And residencies, you know, is not a, a new concept. Uh, the Allen Brothers, yeah, they did it with uh, uh, the Beacon in uh, New York uh, for years. And uh, Las Vegas residencies are very popular. A lot of bands do that. Uh, Scorpions just, you know, they done one. Kiss, uh, Def Leppard's done a couple, I think. Uh so, uh, so I mean that that could be, and you probably get a better show because he'll be able to be rested. He's not going to be on the road and, and not going to be you know run down and and uh, but hopefully we get some more you know years out of him. And uh, he's a he's a legend. He's an icon. Uh, go back and just go through his stuff. Listen to his new album. I mean, because it is a top notch album. I mean, it stands up with the best of them. Uh, you know, go to the Zach Rhodes stuff, or Zach Rhodes, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Randy Rhodes was, uh, you know, an influence of Zach uh, Wild. But uh, Zach Wild, you know, No More Tears, you know, uh, uh, Tinker Train, you know, remember that one? You know, and Jakey Lee, you know, uh, Killer of Giants, uh, Ark at the Moon, and of course the Randy Rhodes stuff, you know, was, uh, that, that's, man, go listen to those, Tired of Man, Man, Blizzard of All, so... I get the question, which one's better, Diary of a Madman or Blizzard of Oz? And to me, it's hard to pick because it's just like one cohesive uh, unit, you know. It's just a, it's like a one great big album, you know. Uh, and uh, I, I usually go, you know, push comes to shove, I go Diary of a Madman. But to you know, listen to stuff on Blizzard of Oz, it's just a, just a hard call anyway. And, and even the Brad Gillis stuff he did, uh, he did the Black Sabbath song, The Speak of the Devil. I mean, Brad Gillis does an amazing job there. Uh, my friend John, uh, he was uh, telling me about something he was listening to. With, uh, Brad Gillis was uh, uh, went to the Ozzy's hotel room when he was auditioning, and uh, Ozzy was sitting there like an Indian style in the middle of the floor, and uh, you know, just uh, it was just a surreal moment. You know, you got to hand it to Brad. You know, uh, Brad Gillis is amazing. You know, he could have took the gig probably, and. He chose to go back to Night Ranger, which is probably the best move for him, you know, because, you know, Night Ranger is such an underrated band. Uh, and they, they're still top-notch live. But anyway, uh, anyway, keep Ozzy in your prayers if that's the way you believe. And, uh, you know, any thoughts, good vibes, all that stuff. Hopefully everything will be good for him and he'll get better. Uh some more sad news. Uh, I just ran across this today as I was uh, getting ready to come up here and do the show in Studio E. And uh, I heard about Jerry Lawler. Evidently, he's uh, had a, a, I don't know if it's a stroke. He had a blood clot uh, go to the brain or something. Anyway, let's just listen and see what it says. I just got this hey guys, moments ago. This is Brussling Unlimited. As we have, I guess you could say, a scary new update pertaining to exactly what happened with Jerry the King Lawler. According to Brian Alvarez, on today's Wrestling Observer Live, he stated that Lawler was found outside of his home, face down in the parking lot. It was noted that a person who was close to Lawler says that it was a blood blockage to the right side of his brain, not a full stroke. Alvarez would go on to note that Lawler is awake, but has tried to talk and can't, and also has no feeling on the right side of his brain. Very, very scary uh, for me. You know, as I've mentioned before, I'm a big into wrestling. It's WrestleMania season. 
you know, so it's a big time for wrestling right now. And, uh, uh, I mean, I probably started watching wrestling around 79, 80, probably when I really got into it. I used to watch Dick the Bruiser before that, you know, a little bit of uh, late night uh, TV. But then the, the Memphis wrestling, you know, come to Louisville Gardens every Tuesday. And uh, and I we got a bus full of people when we went when I was a kid and stuff. But it's a different time. I guess parents didn't care. They knew who was going, I guess. And just such a good time. And I took my kids and uh, it was, uh, we called it Channel 3 Wrestling because that's what it, the local channel it was on. And, noon every day that's what you watched and uh and uh jerry lawler is probably my favorite wrestler uh, i mean and he was still wrestling up until i mean just in here recently you know he's still doing matches in some of the independent uh areas still showing up uh you know doing the some talk on a uh, wwe you know so and a lot of those uh wwe matches that you got came from uh the lawler era you know like the, the, the empty uh, arena match between The Rock and Mankind back in the Attitude. Uh, Lawler did it first with Terry Funk. It was just uh, he, such an amazing talent. And uh, I mean, uh, thoughts go out with him. Hopefully, uh, hopefully things uh, are going to look up for him. But uh, I guess the big news, what's been going on, is uh, the Chinese spy craft, uh, they're calling it the Chinese balloon, that's been going across uh, Central America. I mean, it's uh, went across to, what, Alaska, Montana, and uh, it's up to debate who's made the right choice. Did they keep their calm, you know, or was they just letting it go, you know, was they just ignoring Biden when he did say shoot it down? I mean, I don't know. It's not, I've got my own theory. Uh, in case you don't know what's going Chinese on. Chinese spy balloon shot down over the weekend was taller than the Statue of Liberty. The Pentagon is now analyzing the debris from this massive balloon, which mainly fell into the Atlantic Ocean. Take a look at this video. It appears to show remains recovered by the Navy. The White House says at least three other surveillance balloons flew over U.S. territory during the trip. My favorite part there was when the guy walked into the scene. He looked, oop, oop, rewind, beep, 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 beep. Anyway, the Chinese spy balloon. That's what we're talking about. Uh, she's getting ready to mention something about the Trump era or whatever, which has been kind of disproved. They said that Trump didn't know about all that, but then all the everybody saying no, that never happened. So they always want to go to Trump no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's old. But anyway, I have my own theory on what went down with the Chinese spy balloon. And uh, it's just a theory. It's it's a theory in, in progress, uh, or progress, as the English would say. Let me, let, let me know what you think. Is this possible? Wouldn't want anyone to pay truth, or would you, Richie? You wouldn't want anyone to know what you're hiding. <laughs> I'm just saying. Could it be? I don't know. Anything's possible these days. Anyway, uh, I'm trying to let this show go long, but uh, another thing, 
last minute I was getting stuff together and I was getting that Lawler video up there and uh, I ran across this one video here it's actually been out a couple of weeks I guess but it's my first time seeing it and uh, there's always been questions about the Epstein plane who was on the flight logs and all that and, uh, well and that's a serious thing because uh, I mean it just breaks my heart thinking of these young girls that have uh, been forced into situations you know like this and that's on a very serious note I know I joke a lot but but anyway I ran across this here's a list of names from the Epstein flight logs all right these are the people that were on Epstein Island uh, confirmed by multiple sources Bill Clinton George Mitchell Alex Baldwin R Ralph Fenice George Hamilton Dustin Hoffman Kevin Spacey Liz Hurley Laura Hunton Janice Dixon Naomi Campbell Christy Tur Turlington uh, Henry Kissinger, which may be one of the most evil men on the world. He is, yeah. Joan Rivers, Courtney Love, Mick Jagger, Courtney Guest, uh, Phil Collins, uh, Simon LeBon, Charlie Rose of PBS, Richard Branson, Candace Bushel, Tom Ford, uh, Vera Wang, Nadia Byerlin, uh, Co. Stark, and here's some more. Seth Green, James Gunn, mm -hmm. Dan Schneider, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, Stephen Colbert, mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey, Kev uh, Kathy Griffin, Oprah Winfrey, Sean Carter, Beyonce Knowles, Anthony Kiedis, John Legend, Christy Teigen, Jim Carrey, Steven Tyler, Ben Affleck, Stephen Collins, Will Ferrell, uh, Eminem, J Jeffrey Jones, Victor Salva, Mark Rector, Charlie Sheen, Tyler Grasham, Madonna, Catherine Hudson, Gwen Stefani, uh, Stefani Germolta, James Franco, Will Smith. Oh, has Will Smith been in the news lately? Justin Rowland, John Cusack, Anderson Cooper, Demi Moore, uh, Brian Affleck, Meryl Streep, Wanda Sykes, Ch Chelsea Handler, uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, Farrell Williams, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Downey Jr. Anyway, that was a list of names that's uh, been released, I guess. But uh, and take that uh, as you will, because just because the names on there don't mean that they were involved in any criminal or or nefarious uh, activities. Uh, I mean, uh, there could be like an event that was going on or something that they flew them over there. I mean, but that's where an investigation needs to be launched into all of this and see who who was on there multiple and multiple times who was on there for these private parties and events and fundraisers or who was just going to the island you know uh they say there's video things or whatever so uh but it really needs to be looked into because uh because no one should be treated the way those uh young girls were treated no one should be forced into that. No one. Does. Uh, I have daughters. I have granddaughters, and I got a great granddaughter. And I just, you, no means no. No one should be forced into it. Uh, so, so hopefully they can still get to the bottom of that. You don't hear much about it anymore because there's just so much that goes on and just moves on from one thing to the next. Uh, but anyway, uh, I try to, like I said, I've been, been putting my little hobbies in here, been advertising little things here and there for, you know, this and that. And uh, and here's another thing. I was talking again to my friend John, uh, uh, talking to him, and uh, 
I hooked him up. I told him about this. and uh, Available anytime. Well, think called Dash Radio. But times have changed. A little over a decade ago, a small group of powerful corporate broadcast companies started buying up all the stations across the country and created a giant monopoly. And as profits soared, formats became strangled. Radio lost its edge, and we were left with mind-numbing rotation of the same 20 songs, watered-down programming, and a ton of commercials. I mean, let's face it, radio today sucks. So what do we do about it? All of a sudden, new options started popping up. We had satellite radio, which had a little bit more on-air freedom and slightly less repetitive, but can cost over 20 bucks a month. I mean, that's like 20 McChicken sandwiches or eight macchiatos. I mean, it costs a trillion bucks to keep these satellites up in space. Then you got Spotify, Pandora. I get it. They're all cool, but none of them are radio. More or less, these are glorified playlists programmed with algorithms. So what if radio was good again? Introducing Dash. We put together... Ah, uh, Dash Radio. Uh, I've been exploring a lot of different options and uh, I've, I've got a lot of those uh, things that was mentioned in there and I tried to list a little bit here and there and uh, I got my favorites and uh, Dash Radio is one of them because uh, it's got all the different uh, ones. You can do your hip-hop, you can do uh, you know rap, you can do uh, country, uh, jazz, whatever. Uh, I usually uh, I go between uh, one called Church of Rock and Roll is kind of like the 70s and 60s uh, stuff. Uh, uh, jump into uh, Monsters of Rock, which is a little heavier, uh, good rotation, just uh, good music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, even some stuff from now. Uh, and then they got the Sunset Strip, which is uh, not just what they call hair metal. It's also got, you know, uh, the Giants, uh, you know, Van Halen and uh, early Ozzy and all that. So it's just, you know, people from the Sunset Strip, uh, basically, uh, those kind of bands. And, uh, so I kind of go between those three, and uh, usually get a pretty good variety of stuff. So I, I enjoy it. And then the cool thing about Dash Radio is uh, you, you got DJs. That's I mean, you got actual DJs that uh, talking to you and giving you the stories. And it's the DJs that were there. You know, it's like a I know Chip's enough is uh, from Enough is Enough. He's a uh, one of the mainstays on there, and you know he's telling the stories. Uh, so that's where you get a lot of that stuff from. Uh, now we still got to do some new music uh and i ran across a, a young uh, blues artist named uh, connor selby give him a listen connor selby's a very young uh, he was only like 10 years of age when he first uh, discovered uh, Band the Blues. From Essex Village over uh, moved to Connecticut at a very young age. Get you another one in here. Move the blues, and you, you want to try somebody different than their norm. Uh, really recommend Connor Selby. So many times, but you know this hope that your love has got on me. I just want you 
Oh, yeah. That's just some good blues there. Been throwing some stuff in there. Uh, trying to mix it up, not just, you know, the normal uh, hard rock edge. Look, we got that in here. We talked about Ozzy and stuff. And, uh, of course, I mentioned the uh, Winery Dogs last week. I also mentioned Last in Line. Their new album don't come out to March. I did. They do got a single out. But I'll, I'll just wait for the album to come out, and I'll get into some of them, uh, some of those songs. And uh and I know I've uh, put Winery Dogs on here before and talked about them, played single, but the album's out. Listen to it. Uh, first reaction, uh, the first half of the album, I was like, damn, yeah, that's, that's great. It's, it's just good, melodic, talented as hell. Uh, rock the second half, uh, one of those things that took me a few listens, but I, I came around and started getting into it too, so I, I'm really digging the whole album. Uh, can't wait to go watch them. Uh, gonna go to St. Charles, Illinois, uh, uh, March. I believe it's March 10th. Uh, on a Friday night, if I'm uh, remembering right. Uh, but uh, Winery Dogs, man. Uh, as far as newer bands go, they're probably my favorite. They're probably top notch. You got Richie Cotson. Uh, he's on a Poison album once. Uh, he's uh several solo albums he's done uh, some collaborations with several people uh you got mike portnoy uh he's in a band called dream theater uh, in the 90s uh, uh more of a progressive and he's played with everybody he's filled in uh, aj perro when he passed away and uh, twist sister uh he filled the drums there and uh i actually got to see him uh with avenge sevenfold i think the avenge sevenfold opened up for uh iron maiden i want to say but uh, but anyway, he was filling in at the time, so I got to see him there. I actually met him on the beach on Monsters Rock. Uh, he's with the family, so we didn't bother him too much. Uh, my friend Joe got a quick little picture with him, and uh, uh, just such a talented guy. Stays busy constantly. And then Billy Sheehan, he's constantly in different bands. Uh, in fact, uh, Mike's got a, another band. I'm going blank on the name, uh, but it's more of the progressive nature. Uh, of course, he played with David Lee Roth on the Eat a Smile album, the Skyscraper, and uh, and then uh, he's in a band called Talus before that, if you want to go back in the early days and check that out. And uh, and then, of course, Mr. Big, it's one of my favorite bands, uh, and they're uh, talking about them doing some stuff at the end of the year, which I'm hoping comes true. Uh, I mean, uh, Pat Torpy, Torpy, I think that's how you say his last name, but he passed away uh, from Parkinson's. Uh, even when he's still alive, uh, they take toured with him and he, they let him uh, play drums. But uh, Matt Starr played along with him, and uh, I don't know if Matt Starr is going to be the drummer when they get back together and if they do something. But uh, they're just so talented. I just uh, one of my favorite bands. But then uh, didn't you put those three together? Those three individuals together, and you get Winery Dogs, and they do have the new album out. Uh, Here's the first couple of singles. There's that voice. Kind of appropriate. Mad world. Remember that bass work by Billy Sheen. Drum fields and Mike Portnoy. Mm. 
good stuff right there. Really good stuff. That makes me feel good. Puts put that warm feeling down inside. Uh, you know, got my Wild America shirt on. Uh, met uh, members of that and uh, the owner of the record company, uh, Kiva Records. And, uh, of course, they're on their break now. But hopefully we're going to hear some more stuff out of Wild America this year. And uh, they put on a, a hell of a good show. Great show at Monsters on the Mountain. A uh, uh, new album I got hanging on my wall right there, where I got a, a the bag that came, uh, the CD came in at Wild America, old school, cool. That's the latest, and uh, I really recommend that. That's wearing the shirts. Might as well give them a mention. Gotta keep these newer bands, you know, because uh, the older bands are you got them. You're always going to that music, but if you're like me, you itch for new stuff all the time. It's important. Anyway. Uh, hopefully this is going to be a good year for music. We're into February. Uh, Groundhog came out and saw a shadow, but I never understood that because that means the sun's out, so I don't know why that means six more weeks of winter. But I live in Indiana. We get like uh, two days of spring, four days of winter, a couple of hours of spring, a couple of hours of winter. Yeah. You know what they say in Indiana, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute. But, don't forget, whatever you're looking for, whether it's the weather, new music, noose, a different take on things, it could be on the other side. That might be where everything else is. So until the next time, I'm Danny. I hope to be your friend. And I'll see you around the neighborhood. I'll see you on the other side.